is pinpointing the home of all sports news. And your host, Alex Lutowski. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pinpointed. I'm your host, Alex, and we are going to look over the week three of the NFL. Let's go! What is up, everybody? Welcome in to the new show, Pinpointed Sports. I am your host, Alex Lazowski. Check us out on Pinpointed Sports on Insta and Lazowski1 on Twitter. And Pinpointed, that's where you will find this podcast on Spotify. Give us a follow. Much appreciated. But let's get into the week three of the NFL because so much happened and so much good football appeared that weekend. And so one of the things I first want to talk about is that I think the biggest story are the Packers. Green Bay Packers, just listen to this stat right here. The Green Bay Packers have scored 35 or more points in the first three games of the season. They are on an offensive tear, an absolute tear. This is the longest 35-point streak in franchise history for the Packers. So that shows you that this is even better than their 2011 season when they went... I believe 15 and 1 and where Aaron Rodgers was also absolutely elite. The thing that's the biggest you know, the biggest um when you look at the Packers, the biggest question mark is like how are they doing this? Because the Packers really didn't change their team at all from last year. They didn't really add much new talent in the draft. You know their first round pick was Jordan Love, the backup quarterback now, who they're eventually going to develop. So then, when you look at things, why are the Green Bay Packers putting up numbers that are like most in their franchise history against good teams? Minnesota Vikings, they just beat the Saints 37-30. to And why didn't this happen last year? So, and my two cents on this is, the reason for this is I have two things. It could be that the new coach, Matt LaFleur, and Aaron Rodgers, they're starting to blend it in now. It's a second year with the Packers, starting to get a better system for the entire team, knows his players better, knows what to expect. But I think the other thing, I think the biggest thing is Aaron Rodgers and the difference he is this year from last year. Aaron Rodgers is putting up numbers that he didn't put up last year whatsoever. Last year, he was more inconsistent, didn't throw as many touchdowns at this pace he's going at right now, didn't throw as many yards, and kind of resembled as if he was falling off a cliff. And so now when you look at it, Aaron Rodgers comes back this year, didn't really play, didn't have any OTAs, no preseason, limited training camp, and he comes out and says his arm isn't hurting for the past first time for the past 10 years plus. And I think that is the big difference because Aaron Rodgers is finally more healthy than he's ever been. Yes, he's still 36, 37 years old, but that he's still capable of doing multiple things at quarterback position, throwing in the pocket, throwing accuracy, running outside the pocket, still running off his back foot, left, right, whatever you want. Again, you guys got to remember, Aaron Rodgers is still a top quarterback and has been for the past 10 to plus years. And sure, he's fallen off a little bit, but what he's actually saying and playing right now with the Green Bay Packers is showing the NFC 
that they are for real. And they are most definitely a contender. Another game I wanted to talk about big time was the Seattle Seahawks. My gosh, they are looking phenomenal. Listen to Russell Wilson's stats. I raved about him a couple weeks ago saying he is the next MVP this year. And just listen to this. He's got the most passing touchdowns, 14, of any player in NFL history through the first three weeks. In any player in NFL history. 14 touchdowns already. He's a fantasy stud currently. So if you have him on your team, congrats to you. And now he's also the fifth player in NFL history to have five passing touchdowns in back-to-back games. So not only is he producing consistently now, he is making his whole team better. He is carrying the Seahawks to victory after victory after victory. Came down to the wire against the Pats. Came down to the wire again against the Cowboys. And he consistently comes out and finds winning plays. And it's unbelievable to watch. Wilson has not only had 14 touchdowns through the first three weeks, but that is on pace to throw for 74 touchdowns throughout the entire year. And that would be an unreal record. Of course, this pace is not sustainable. If it is, then he is most definitely will deserve an MVP because that is unreal. But he has definitely an opportunity to tie the record, which is, I believe, 55 from Peyton. So, this is where it gets interesting. Green Bay and the Seattle Seahawks, the top two teams now in the NFC. The the 49ers have fallen off a little bit with some injuries. The Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. They play well, but will they come in clutch in the big games? I don't think so. Minnesota, not in the picture really anymore. They're 0-3. Kirk Cousins is one of the worst QBRs in the NFL. So now you're looking at things, and you're starting to realize that these are the top two teams in the NFL, and their defenses aren't really that good. It's just their quarterback play is so elite that it's almost impossible for teams to stop them and Look for this to continue. If both are healthy, both are going to carry their teams to first and second place in the NFC. And the last game I wanted to talk about, which I thought was extremely interesting, are now the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are another NFC team, 3-0. and And they're the first team in NFL history to win two games in one season when they're trailing by at least 16 points entering the fourth quarter. That was against the Lions, and then last night, against last afternoon, yesterday, against the Falcons. And boy, don't even get me started about the Falcons. My God, it seems like they haven't even recovered from their Super Bowl hangover that they had a couple years ago against the Pats, letting up a 28-3 lead, because my goodness, they continuously do this every single week. Last week, they did it to the Cowboys. Now, they're doing it to the Chicago Bears. But I have to take the Bears now into comp- uh, into a little bit of... Uh, in comparison now, because the Bears, while aren't as talented as, let's say, the Seahawks or the Packers, the Bears are 3-0. and And now the Bears made an interesting move yesterday. They have been starting Mitchell Trubisky, but finally Nick Foles comes in and carries them to victory. Scored three touchdowns in a quarter and a half. Had two more taken away from him. Theoretically threw five. And... 
The Bears look like a much more formidable team on both sides of the ball. Nick Foles helping the offense massively. Matt Nagy finally pulling the trigger. And I've always had this question, why if the Chicago Bears signed or made a trade for Nick Foles, why hasn't, be, why hasn't he been starting this whole time? And sure, Mitchell Trubitsky struggled last year, and you can give him the benefit of the doubt. He's still young. He's still got a lot to improve. But if there's a reason you traded for Nick Foles, and he's definitely a much better pocket passer and a quarterback than Mitchell Trubitsky, what's been the wait? And my answer to that would most likely be they're still trying to justify their pick for Mitchell Trubitsky. And you can't blame them. You spend a first-round pick on the kid, and he has not panned out but look for the Chicago Bears to really make a run here because they're talented. Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Jimmy Graham, older Jimmy Graham, but still talented. Tyreek Cohen and Montgomery coming out of the backfield. The offense has the pieces to be a contender in the playoffs, but it's all about if their quarterback play can carry because we've seen it now. Green Bay, quarterback driven. Seattle, corner quarterback driven. And that's what the teams are here in the NFL because without a lot of practice, without a lot of training before, you know, the preseason and, and OTAs before the season, you really have to heavily rely on the quarterback. And that is what you that is what my take is from week three. Once again, thank you guys for listening. That is pinpointed sports. We're talking all the Boston sports every week. Give you little updates. Check us out again at pinpointedsports.com where this podcast will be posted. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Later.